Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. And for all of you folk out there, this is a special episode brought to you by multiple podcasts. So uh, I've been graciously invited onto two other shows as I have their guests with me today. And we are talking through a particular topic as uh, pertains to the particular day that this show is dropped on. So. Without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to my guests, and I'm going to let them kind of take it away from here. I have Ezra Reza Law with Chris, and I have Thomas with Redeemed Meditations. Hello. Hello, everybody. Is that, is that, that, your, was, it, that was That was that the was jingle. That was your jingle? That's how you start your show? <laughs> Did I say hello, everybody? Was I actually supposed to do the jingle there? My name's uh, Christopher Roman Orea. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ezra's Undying Meditations. I don't know. We wanted to try to mash the names. Special, uh, I, yeah, special show for the evening. Special mashup extravaganza. Happy uh, Happy Reformation Day. It's happy Christmas. Day. Merry Kwanzaa. Happy, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, would you like to? I can't save this. <laughs> Show's already doomed. We're not even two minutes oh, in. no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah what up everybody um it's <clears throat> yeah you, you you pretty much already heard from the two other people on the podcast it's um thomas sandow with redeem meditations and um yeah the that this is everybody else yeah yes. and and We've all been on each other's shows, right? I think we've all been on guests on, and you guys have been on my show. I've been on your show. Unfortunately for Thomas, I was his lowest listened episode ever. Dude, dude, I'm not going to even lie. Like, even the feed, the feedback that has Alex on it, it's not, it's, it's even the lowest. (laughs) Like, oh. Nobody, nobody wants to hear me anymore. I'm like, I'm like trying to watch my listens and track my my like my reach with my shows and I'm just I'm just not getting anywhere. I am just dead. It's it's quite sad, honestly. So, anywho's, enough pity party. Gentlemen, it's Reformation Day. It is. Yeah. Kind yes. of, almost. We're recording early. Uh-oh. It's not. Kind of, we're, we're, see, now you ruined it. <laughs> we're not live. <laughs> the fourth one. This is live. <laughs> I mean, if you think it's live, I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> so here we are recording a week advance. It is mm-hmm. Monday night at 10 o'clock at my time. <laughs> for your information uh and yeah so we're recording a special reformation day episode because these two gentlemen approached me with the idea and they were super excited about talking about the reformation and what actually happened 
what spurred it, a little bit of history. We're going to go over some of the stuff that Luther did and their forward. Uh, we won't go through all Reformation history because it spans, you know, from 1517 all the way to today. So yeah. it's, the history is not doable for an hour show. So we're going to focus yeah, right. mostly on what happened on this day. So yes, I'm going to turn it over to you, gentlemen, because I think, Christopher, you had some stuff you wanted to tackle or ask questions about or anything of that nature. I did, but um, I'm having trouble switching over here. Uh, I did, actually. Um, and as you said, you know, we're not going to look over the broad scope of, of Reformation uh, history in itself, because it's gonna, that's going to cover numerous events. It's going to involve numerous people. Um, I mean, and that should, of course, you know, take an interest and learn about it. Um, we have a brother, uh, Nick, on Crisis the Cure that's done a series where he's looked at some of the things, uh, some of the uh, people, some of the events outside of Luther, outside of what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, so we're going to look at that. I would say it was kind of the shot heard around the world, the spark, or what people, for, as, again, all these different people were involved, different events were involved and whatnot, um, what most of history will look at as that spark would be this, and it was Martin Luther's posting in the year 1517 um, of what's known as the 95 Theses um, on the church door at Wittenberg. Yes, and you, so, must, um, and you must be able to pronounce it right. It's not Wittenberg, it's Wittenberg. Wittenberg. Yes, I, I if think you're I German. I've heard Sproul saying it so many times, Wittenberg, and it just kind of stuck in my brain. So <laughs> it, I, I, I think, I think I even consciously try to say Wittenberg, and it's like it just pops out. But no, um, the ninety-five theses. I want to, if I may, Alex. I want to share the. Uh, I don't know. Is this? Um, I don't know if they call this the title, the the mm. heading, the greeting. Yeah. Um, it was at the top of the document. Um, now with the and I know you're gonna we're gonna get a bit more of the history uh, of this. Uh, we're gonna look at as you said at Martin Luther a bit um, to kind of shortly introduce the concept. This was uh, Martin Luther, uh, an educator also there at Wittenberg, I believe it was, um, wanting to start a discussion. He wanted to start a debate. It's just yep. kind of a scholarly sort of a thing. Um, and it was even written in the language of the, uh, the theologians, um, Latin. Mm -hmm. uh, and this opening statement, I'll read it, and then I want to note something about it. And I'm saying from when I recently, I finally recently, in preparation for this, read through all the theses. Um, and just starting at this opening point, actually kind of brought this thought to mind. I'm going to read it real quick here. Uh, the 95 Theses on the Power and Efficacy of Indulgences by Martin Luther. Out of love for the truth and from desire to elucidate it, to, to explain it, make it known, the Reverend Far Father Martin Luther, Master of Arts in Sacred Theology, an ordinary, and that struck me right there, ordinary lecturer therein at Wittenberg, intends to defend the following statements and to dispute on them in that place. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he asks that those who cannot be present and dispute with him orally shall do so in their absence by letter. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And that is Mic what struck drop. me about it. This was such an ordinary thing. Yes. Um, I, think, I think in the popular, um, I, I don't know, would you call it the popular imagination of uh, Protestants? Um, I would say it's seen sort of as this defiant revolutionary act, you know, mm -hmm. shake our fist at the machine, shake our fist at the system. But it was an ordinary lecturer, uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther, um, or the Reverend Father Martin Luther, Luther, hair doctor there, um, ordinary act of wanting to start that scholarly debate. Yeah. Ordinaries can be, but how did God use it and what were its effects? I I want to answer that Thomas before you mm -hmm. just just because I want to steal your thunder. Do it. I, oh, <laughs> I, oh no. What did know, I set up here? I I no but I I think you hit a good point Chris because if you if you take the events of the reformation and and, and I think we try to fantasize and and I, there's a certain word for it but make it really 
bigger than it was. Like we want romanticize, right? It. Yeah, romanticize it. I think we want Luther to be this like, you know, steaming hot, pot, angry monk, and he's just vigorously writing these down. Just I mean, and he's breaking quills because he's so mad. He's burning into the table. I mean, just oh. pure anger, he, right? And oh, then he man. comes, and then he comes to the church door. And he's got this massive mallet. He's just wailing <laughs> on that door. You know, and his shirt's shredded because he's so pissed. I mean, just angry dude. And I, I'm I, trying to find the dramatic music to back it. Just I, to, yeah. I like the point. It's dramatizing. <laughs> it's romanticizing. It, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. And and really, more than likely what it is, is probably over the course of the year 1517, Luther started to realize certain things that were wrong with the Roman Catholic Church. And he started writing them cool. down. And then he says, boy, I've got a whole list of problems that I found with the Roman church. I need to go and debate this. And so he takes it to the door, nails it, because that's what they did in this time. They they put things up on a message board in the Basically. public squares, and that's how they talked and debated through stuff. That 1517 Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um... I think it's really um, we we can sometimes get the Protestant thing out of hand a little bit because um, we talk about, you know, well, we're still pro testing and everything like that. And well, yes, we are. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Martin Luther first started or attempted to reform the Catholic church back to script, 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 scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that, that's a very important thing. And I mean, he tried for years upon years and, and then even going further out, I realized this, this is about Martin Luther, but if you look at Zwingli and you look at Calvin, you look at Knox, all of them tried to reform where they were at until it just, couldn't happen anymore um this wasn't just a middle finger and then we're gonna start our own thing yeah you know um much like a um certain sect of young wrestlers reform wants wants to Mm -hmm. think it it was um you know um and and when when we're talking about what happened at this um you know, at at the Wittenberg um, door, th- this is where um, the Reformation star, star started. It didn't start with um, an institute of the Christian life, no matter how wonderful that, that is. And it didn't start with the common book of prayer. It, it started with these 95 the- theses, and it had to do with repentance, and we see that th- this was a a gentle way, even though the theses some some of them really aren't that gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he pre he pre- prefaces this towards the Pope, um, he he's really trying to come at this from a a um. Just a very meek mind. Yeah. Um, you know, um, again, he's he's not plastering it for uh, late late layman to see. He's he's having it for a an academic discuss, discuss discussion. And Chris, I'm sure you'll get into this um, pretty soon, but it. It wasn't until um, younger stu- students saw it and felt the need to put it in, in, um, in, in the common la- 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 language by way of the printing press. Bingo. And the printing press, the Gutenberg press, I believe it was, 14-something, um, I don't remember the exact year, but within 100 years, I believe, prior to this, correct? Yeah, I think it was pretty close to that. Yeah. Sometime in the 1400s, I know mm-hmm. that. So, and that they had the technology in place. Um, I, I completely forgot. I was thinking about this earlier. I completely forgot about the, uh, yeah, they put it in the common language so that it would spread outside of the scholars, outside of the learned. It would spread to the common man. 
And it's like, you get the scholars pondering these things and the discussion that uh, Martin Luther originally intended on, that's one thing. You get the common man pondering these things and thinking, hey, wait, they're taking this money from us for this purpose that we have our hearts set on. What? The indulgences. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the other yeah. thing. You know, I, I guess we should ask ourselves before we start getting into it, what, what really... Yeah are the indulgences or the merits that the Roman Catholics had presented for the people like what, because if we read the 95 thesis, as Thomas had said, it's focused on repentance. And so Mm -hmm. in that he was aiming to say that all of these things that the Roman Catholic church has presented will not actually earn you anything. Yeah. Hello. Right. So, yeah. Um, and then we, I, I don't think, you know, we would be completely amiss if we didn't, um, bring up the verse that God used, um, yes, to, to shine, shine, to, I guess, open Martin Luther's eyes to this, and that's Romans 1, 17, for the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, you know, um, I even think sometimes we, we choose to um, romanticize the um the indulgences even though um yes there were some men that were incredibly um twisted with it yeah um um, and we make it seem like everybody was that dude tetzel yeah Uh, most of what I, if you read through the, the-, the- theses, yes, he does talk about men like Tet Tet Tetzel, but if you even look at Martin Luther's life, um, it it was when he did his penance of crawling up the 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 the, the stairs in Rome. Yeah. yeah. And it was him saying, "Who knows if it even works." Mm-hmm. Yeah, question already. That was a penance. It wasn't just the paying money in it, everything. It was the, it was all the other works, and mm. that's really what I think Mar, Mar, Martin Luther is focusing on. Um, and I think it's spelled out pretty well in the ninety-five the- theses. L- listen, what, whether it's crawling up a a, a flight of stairs. Um, saying however many hail marys or throw throwing um throwing coins in a in a in a in a pot for for penances all of it is works and all yeah. of it is your works yeah and martin luther here is say say, say saying basically from Romans 17 is that the just live by faith, the faith in the finished work of Christ. And, and that very statement is exactly what blew the common person's mind because they never, they've never heard that preached before ever. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, go go ahead. I, I had a thought. It, it escapes me right now, but go ahead. Who's yeah. Chris? I know. Wonderful, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's that old age. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, go ahead. You got something, Thomas? Yeah, I was going to say j- just a, a n- another one of the things. Um, <clears throat> so we talked about how the academic ar- ar- arguments were made in lat- Latin, but one thing that we should actually pre- premise to, uh, Chris was saying that nobody heard um, um, justified by fa- – oh, wait, that, that that was you, Alex. Maybe it was one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's all right. 
We all sound alike on the mic. You, tell, you two sound we so do. so so alike. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um but what uh what it was kind of needed to understand too just a little bit more of a backdrop. I know we've done so much backdrop right now, but I mean, this is another huge, huge thing. It wasn't just academic discussions and debates that were happening in Latin. It was the Lord's Day services as well. Oh, yeah. So even if somebody would have said that that we are justified by the finished work of Christ, none of the commoners would have been able to understand it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not in their language to understand. That's pretty deep, man, and that really hits hard for exactly the purpose and meaning behind everything that Luther went after. Yeah. So, Chris, I think you had some thoughts or something surrounding the ninety-five thesis. The, uh, the thought. I, in trying to recapture that thought that had kind of escaped me, I'm not sure it would have. Well, it, it was in regards to how it, we're talking about penance a lot here, right? Um, and there was a fascinating thing I heard in uh, there was some podcast I had caught about the 95 Theses at some point, and it looked at uh, another aspect of the language uh, of that time, um, where in the New Testament it was written originally in Greek, in Koine Greek. Um, the Latin, and this was stuff I was kind of just learning newly, I guess you would say. Um, the Latin is more of a legal uh, language. The Greek is more of a philosophical language. Um, I tie that in. Basically, that idea, it was fascinating to see. I don't even know how that t- thought ties in. It was fascinating to see how what was repentance in the original language in Latin, in the Latin became understood as this idea of making penance. Mm-hmm. Um, and penance, we see that, uh, obviously that's a lot of the thrust in the 95 theses. Um, and the word penance, neither can, this is a theses number two, which a quick side thought on theses. Um, we might think of the modern, I guess the modern concept of theses, which would be, oh, I wrote a theses paper as a senior in college and it was, uh, so many pages long and whatnot. Um, th- these are each kind of like a brief statement. Uh, I think each one is actually a sentence, uh, I believe. Um, so theses number two, and the word penance neither can nor may be understood as referring to the sacrament of penance, that is to confession and atonement as exercised under the priest's ministry. Maybe I should have started with the first one. Um, uh, mind if I kind of do a do over, I'll read the first three. Would that be okay, Alex? <laughs> yeah, go we'll for it. Yeah. Don't worry, um, this is staying in the show. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Straight meditation style. No. None whatsoever. We are, we are, I at least I am bat. You guys are doing fine. I'm batting a thousand here tonight. Um, statement one, feces <laughs> one. Um, our Lord and Master Jesus Christ, in saying "repent ye," etc., intended that the whole life of His believers on earth on earth should be a constant penance. Number two, and the word penance neither can nor may be understood as referring to the sacrament of penance, capital letters there, sacrament of penance, that is to confession and atonement as exercised under the priest's ministry. Number three, nevertheless, he does not think of inward penance only, rather is inward penance worthless unless it produces various outward mortifications of the flesh. I know one thing um, at that time, to at least some extent, I don't know if that's even right to say that. The Roman Catholic Church, um, there was supposed to be some semblance of real, real penance, real um, confession, real uh, repentance, you know? So I guess at least at its inception, I'm butchering the history, Alex. I'm really hoping being the more learned uh, <laughs> Lutheran here can help with this. But basically the idea slowly developed into where we got here with Tetzel, uh, the guy that was known for selling the indulgences that caught the concern of Luther, um, where we got there. Well, what would you say, Alex? Well, so I think Thomas alluded to it earlier. Not all of the Roman, or not all of Christians, if you would, at this time, were seeped in this sort of rigorous legalistic mindset. Uh, This does come teaching-wise from the Pope, 
and that means the pope the cardinals the bishops all of them taught this manner but some were more extreme than others and sought after ways to you know make their parishes more wealthy you know on the backs of the people in their congregations and so when luther comes along and does his uh does the nailing there uh it it what it really it kind of took a little bit of a, a time period for this to like shift because we don't really see uh, a ton of action happen really until about 1520. And that that's when he's called in front of the, uh, into the Roman Catholic church and he has to renounce his writings and his teachings. Uh, otherwise he'll be excommunicated. Uh, he, yes. Yes. Yeah. So the, the diet of worms. So mm-hmm. he, he does, he comes in, he says, I can't recant. Uh, I cannot recant. I cannot give up what I, what I stand. I stand on the word of God. And after that, that I think was like part two of the reformation, because that really seemed to set Luther and the, and the reformation apart from the Roman Catholic yeah. church. And yeah, and so the the 95 thesis in themselves are great instruments to help us see uh, the I'd use the word tyranny that the Roman Catholic Church presented to the people uh, in, in their time. And, and you guys have said it well, too. They didn't teach in anything other than Latin. So if you didn't read Latin or understand it when you went to mass you had no idea what was being spoken you just you just sat there and you you expected to be you know given the uh healing powers of salvation and things like that but only based upon the the priests uh you know instruction to you in order uh, for you to achieve that so they would read the scripture in latin and then they would probably preach in their common language but yeah but you know none of these people in Luther's time had read a bible not not a single person and, and even monks had you know they weren't readily available for monks to have and so for Luther to have a copy is significant and him reading Romans uh, 1 16 and 17 really sparked much of his uh fire essentially after the 1517 incident uh the romans one was his like backbone when he went into the diet of worms and so uh, it's kind of you know a a basic very very basic history uh in a nutshell if you would yeah yeah that i i I would also um just kind of um you know everything alex said was great um but I would say at the diet of, of of Worms is when is when Luther became pro- Protestant. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's when he yeah. saw that that there was going to be no no peace with Rome, and I think that is when you know that's when a bit of the um, you know he he had already been in fiery debates and everything. But that's when a lot of his, um, a lot of his more, I guess, um, fi- fiery language came came about about the Catholic Church, and about the Pope. Um, but um, all the way up, up 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 until till then, it was a reformation of the Catholic Church of the Roman Church. Yeah. Um. Um all the way up until that 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 point and and to piggyback off that too something else to make note of is when luther sought to essentially take on the 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 roman catholic church he wasn't looking to reform everything it it evolved into various things later in his ministry but this initial period of time between 1517 and 1520 his biggest focus was this uh, indulgences and and merits of repentance and things of that nature. That was his biggest uh, go after. And and I'm just looking at, I got the list in front of me. I'm just looking at some of these. And, you know, like read uh, 42 here. 
Uh, this is thesis 42. Christians are to be taught that the Pope does not intend that buying indulgences should in any way be compared with works of mercy. Christians are to be taught that he who gives to the poor or leads to the or lends to the needy does a better deed than he who buys indulgences. That was 43. 44. Because love grows by works of love, man thereby becomes better. Man does not, however, become uh, better by means of indulgences, but is merely freed from penalties. And then he, he just continues to go on. And what he's trying to do in all this is separate the lay person from the iron grip that the Roman Catholic Church held on them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and in a way, you you can see, um, you know, very respectable um, rebukes of of the church authority in Rome as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the 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 basically calling them to repent. Um. Yep. <clears throat> um but yeah i i i think it it's completely wrong for us to think that any of the players in the reformation didn't like anything that was going on in um in the roman church so they created their a whole new thing and that that's that's just simply not true um um there there was no um you, you know what uh, if if we look at a lot of things um a lot of the things are still 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 the same same especially if you look, look look at um the roman catholics like church's doctrine of god is absolutely sound and amazing like anytime you get a chance read Thomas Aquinas's uh, works on God, mm-hmm. on the doctrine of God. They're absolutely amazing. But you know, um, when you get things that are essential to the gospel wrong, it really doesn't matter what you get right. Right. Um, you know, Paul e- even explains explain, explains it in First Galatians that that there is no other God gospel, and if somebody had has preached to you another God God gospel, let them be accursed. Mm-hmm. Now it is fitting to say that after Luther um, made his statements at Diet Diet of Worms, I think it might be fitting for us to talk about the Council of Trent at least for a little bit. Oh yeah. We can talk about article what was it article 15? Well, hmm. that's a good question I have to bring that up. But uh, one of the one of the articles in there literally says that if you believe in justification by faith alone, let him be anathema. Yep. Let him be uh, Yeah, I I know that one. Still Hold that. That is an active, held doctrine in the Roman Catholic Church, which says in Galatians that that's a bit of a new gospel. It's the moment the mm-hmm. Roman Catholic Church anathemized the gospel. It's, the it, gospel. Itself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in itself. Well, yeah. They, 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 yeah, they proclaim the true gospel, anathema, and in, in itself, in that act, anathemized themselves. It's, yeah. Yeah, and it's now the other aspect to the Council of Trent um, is that this did happen over the course of a long period of time. Uh, it went from 1545 to 1563, uh, and there were 25 total sessions. Uh, so you're probably thinking of the second session. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's paragraphs long stuff that they talk about um pages and pages and pages of stuff in each session because they were going after uh what luther had started 
And as you had said, it was their biggest rebuttal was this uh, saved by faith alone. That was their biggest focus to try and tackle because it took control away from the church. It, it not not to make the church irrelevant, but it made the church not powerful in the sense of it being a power to to reckon with during the the last thousand years that the Roman Catholic Church has had power. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This this incredibly long time to find. I went on a small side rabbit hole here in my mind. Um, mm. Talking about what the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church, uh, I'll be careful to say that, the Roman Catholic Church mm-hmm. uh, holds to. Um, so that sent me digging into, uh, for the theses, I, I, it sounded like I was reading along when you were reading some of the uh, theses, Alex, and it sounded like we were on different uh, versions. I know some different translations have occurred. Yeah, I, I have a different reading, one. I think you're reading the Logos one. I'm in an app called Christian Creeds and uh, Confessions. Ooh. And you can pull up a number of – a wildly diverse number of things here, number of documents. And I have the Catholic Catechism before me. I think it's the 1992 uh, Straight from Rome. Mm. Uh, Article 2 of – I don't know. Chapter 3, God, Salvation, Law, and Grace. Article 2, Grace and Justification. I was trying to find this. Um, we'd look under Justification, right? I himself, I think just in accordance with Jesus, repentance, the remission of sins, uh, contradicts the love, reconciles with God, frees from enslavement, uh, the acceptance of God's righteousness through faith. Trying to find a statement that kind of puts this in perspective. Maybe I'm not. If somebody wants to carry on with a different thought, I'll see if I find it. Uh, go ahead and let's, uh, we'll keep rolling with that. Uh, your, your rabbit holes, uh, can be many, uh, can be entertaining sometimes. That rabbit hole didn't even end up anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like the right. It's like the box full of things that I thought of at absolute last minute possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead, guys. Go ahead, carry on. <laughs> yeah. So I I think we just get back to I mean again we can go down a hundred different paths and try and, and explain all of this history. But uh, Nick from crisis cures, Chris had said had done an extensive reformation uh, series on his podcast. There's a lot of good podcasts out there that do uh, extensive deep dives into the history of all of this going on. Uh, and they present pretty good information. Uh, yeah. RC Sproul has some great teachings on it. And, you know, I think it's just, um, I think it's just, I don't know, like what I'm trying to get at in all of this is we can romanticize about it, but I, I don't think we need to make it bigger than what it was. But what happened, though, is, is it wasn't the action of Luther. It was the word of God that made this explosion. And, and I think sometimes we we romanticize around the people and not not what was actually happening. God's word was screaming at Luther saying, you will shout me from your you know rooftop. And so Luther took this and, and went and proclaimed it to the world. It wasn't Luther's own doing. It was the Holy Spirit telling Luther, do these things. And, and whether you're a Calvinist or, or Presbyterian or Dutch Calvinist or whatever Protestant f- bucket you fall into, each of those men that took this charge, they were just mere men. No different than Paul, Peter, John, and, and Simon and all of those guys. They're yeah. just mere men. It was the word of God that exploded onto the scene. You know, the printing press helps because now we can uh, print Bibles at such a fast rate and it's become the the number one book sold in the history of the world. It's also the number one banned book in all of the world. And all of this because of a couple small events. We had the printing press in the late 1400s. We had uh, John Huss who stood stood against the Roman Catholic Church and then a hundred years later we have Luther standing against the Roman Catholic Church and then we well, have Cal- before us yeah yeah you know there's there's so much going on right and and, and, it, and it's 
I, to study the Reformation history, I took a whole class on it, and we focused primarily on the Lutheran Reformation. And and I had to read I don't know four or five books during the class, and that still was like only giving us big pictures, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't digging into the the grind that these men went through to to make this uh, happen. And mm-hmm. and again, as we said at the top of the show, it, Luther didn't set out to to flip the world on its head. It was a I, I see a discrepancy, and I have to correct it. I have to fix it. Mm. That's right. You know, I I think you know we we keep talking about podcasts and different resources and stuff like that. Um, listen, y'all li- listening. If you if you haven't listened or aren't listening to uh luther in real time highly encourage it it Mm. is a wonderful and it talks about this this basically time um that this time between um basically luther's um what 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 would you say his invitation to the to or his his command to recant um and everything that was going on between that 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 time and i think one of the coolest things that i think we can see in that little podcast and they're they're short they're short podcasts and they're really well done pretty entertaining as well um Yeah, go but, listen to all of season one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the coolest things is you can see Martin Luther's other dog, dog doctrines starting to become more, I guess, what you would call Protestant. Um, as that podcast goes along, be before he stands before the Diet Diet of Worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But the point in me saying all that is good theology starts with getting the gospel right. Right. And And that's where God started reforming Luther first is he started reforming Luther through his his word to reform him back to scripture and gospel. So – just because I'm always blunt and, and honest in my show, um, our, our time is dwindling because we have uh, prior obligations, and apparently both of my kids didn't want to fall asleep oh, no. when, when they should have. So uh, I know, Thomas, your time's ticking out. And yeah, I'm we an got, old man. i got to go to bed. Yeah, he's old. He's like I'm 88. 30, it's ridiculous. I'm 30 now. <laughs> 30, 30, 30. I'm old. I miss, I miss uh, Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, I'm only 35, but I was gonna say Alex, you're like five years old, older than. <laughs> but but, but I feel, but I feel like I'm 90. So are you like smack in the middle of the two? Yeah, well, I, I am. Yeah, I think so. Look at that. <laughs> I'm like the middle child in this rambunctious family of ours. Um, so to, the Baptist is the youngest too. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> give it, give it time. We'll, we'll come no. to you. You're, you're, you're just, you're still, you know, in that stage. Um. So some other good resources. It's a good stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you get <laughs> if you go to like if you go to Spotify and search 1517, you're going to get a whole list of 1517 podcasts. There's a whole family oh. of them. And uh actually my professor that I listen to and study under uh does what's called outlaw god he's wrote a whole book on it he's got a couple books out there uh, but it's it, the podcast is more about moving from theological speculation to proclamation and it's got uh stephen paulson dr stephen paulson and caleb keith uh run the show and there there's episodes looks like every couple of days uh there's a whole plethora of them on here it looks like they've done kind, kindness and the law, Exodus thirty four, God's kindness, justice and fairness, uh, modility, ex nilo, ex nilo high, Romans four seventeen. I mean, so there's a whole bunch here, right? So that's one. 
Theo Cast and, shows up yeah. in this list. I love uh, Theo Cast. Yeah. Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but when you hold the gospel, we're all brothers and we're all families. It's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. We're just all so, weird cousins. We're just weird yeah, I like cousins. It. I like it. <laughs> So search 1517 in your podcast and yeah. you'll get a whole group of good stuff. And as I always attest to, make sure you read your Bible first and, and do your research on, on, a, on a preacher before you pick up uh, and listen to him. So uh, I want to respect your guys' time because Thomas is old and I've got screaming kids. Um <laughs> Chris, do you got anything to add before we close this short, shorter show than we wanted to out? Uh, I, I guess I have a closing thought that kind of just takes it back to some of uh, what I was excited about there in the beginning, if you don't mind. Mm. Yep. Um, so as I was saying, what really strikes me about all of this and all of this rich Reformation history is just seeing God's hand uh, in history. And, uh, and I will take this back to Scripture as we saw what was – not some fierce revolutionary, but just someone that wanted to start a discussion to possibly reform some errors in the church. Um, a meek man that, as we had mentioned, the Diet of Worms, even there where everyone thinks he makes the really bold statement, he needed a night to think things over. Uh, he prayed, and he prayed uh, intensely, and then he came back. And I believe it was said that he quietly stated that. Uh, all that aside, I point all of that to Scripture in trusting Christ's words in Matthew 16, 18. Uh, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because uh, as it pertains to, I, I think that as pertains to something I saw Dustin Bengi, Benj, I don't know how to pronounce that uh, post. I think it was today. I will build my church. I, the supremacy of Christ, we see that, will the plan of Christ build the work of Christ, my, the possession of Christ, church, the bride of Christ. And all this in all of church history, we see God's providence. We see God's will uh, being executed. We see God's plan, and we see his hand in control of all of it. Yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. Thomas, yeah. you want to you say anything on that? Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, um, I, I know Chris had a quote in there, but um, I, I was actually flipping through script, 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 scripture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good there, turn. There's the, good the turn. smack in the face that we were waiting for. Right? Took us 45 that's, minutes to get here. That's fire. <laughs> um, leave, it, leave it to the Baptist to throw punches. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I I gotta hold true, um, but <laughs> um, you know um, <clears throat> what Chris was ta talking about. You know, again the the fact again I, I think we have this uber super strong, and not saying that Luther wasn't a strong firm man, but we have this. I think unrealistic uh, superhero yeah. view on him um, that we don't even actually know if he said, you know, um, the whole, uh, the, I, the, here I stand, I can do no other. Yeah. Uh, it's been kind of disputed. Yeah, we don't even know if he said, said said that. What we do know is that he asked for 24 hours to think it over. Mm -hmm. yeah. After a lot of talk and debates that he was a, you know, that with Erasmus and other and other um uh priest fa 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 fathers. Um and he was very bold in in those uh in those debates. And then here at the Diet of Worms, he he's meek and asks for a day to pray. Yeah. And then comes back quietly and says, you know, if he said it, it was quietly. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So. No, I think that's well pointed because, and it should be an echoing to us today. I think Christians sometimes think that it's our duty to pick up the fight and literally be as brass about things as possible where we make 
far more of an impact when we uh, demonstrate control and wisdom and meekness over a situation. So, gentlemen, great show. I hope the content was interesting, edifying, and uh, rewarding to those three or four people who listen to these sh- to the show. Two and a half. Uh, two and a half. Uh, so somebody's got a dog or something in their house that has to suffer through it. That's my deaf dog. Your deaf dog. <laughs> <laughs> At least they don't have to hear us babble on it. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, guys, you know, thanks for coming on. Make sure you uh, that are listening, go and listen to Ezra Reads the Law and Redeem Meditations, where you can listen to those guys babble on and on, uh, give you a break from my terrible voice and smooth uh, jazz voice. Smooth jazz smooth. voice. Well, <laughs> if I can get back into the studio after I put the kids to sleep, I'm going to rock that smooth jazz for Friday's episode. So <laughs> nice. All right, kids, I'm out. So uh, thanks for coming on. And I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And hopefully it's uh, it'll be edifying. Amen. God bless everybody. Have a good yeah. night. Later. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.